He'd stay to get them out. He kept his promise to the Taliban. He broke his promise to Americans. That's a Senator Tom Cotton, and that says it best, doesn't it? It's 507, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Biden broke his promise, leaving Americans, allies, and service dogs behind, along with a ton of equipment, the most um, militarily advanced terrorist organization in the history of the world, thanks to one man, one man only. Joe Biden contributed to the collapse of the Afghan military by denying it the air cover that they depended on. Joe Biden gave away Bagram Air Base for no good reason. Joe Biden pulled out U.S. troops before our diplomats and civilians and local allies, drastically underestimating the gathering Taliban offensive. Joe Biden was caught unawares by the fall of Kabul because he was on vacation. Joe Biden scrambled a jerry-rig, a desperate rescue that shouldn't have been necessary in the first place. The fact that our forces flew out more than 115,000 people out of Kabul is a testament to our military, not to Joe Biden. The evacuation itself, extremely costly, of course, in dollars. But because Joe Biden outsourced security outside the airport to our enemy, our service members were trapped on an airport and forced to operate in dangerous conditions and a defensive posture. And then, of course, the inevitable happened. An attack that killed 13 of them. The loss of more American troops in a single day than were killed in action most years in Afghanistan since 2015. Then, Joe Biden failed by the most important metric. Joe Biden left hundreds of Americans behind who actually did want to leave, all the while lying to the American people. On August 24th, Joe Biden was on ABC saying that we will not leave until all Americans are out. Then the narrative changed to all Americans who wanted to get out. And the Taliban, well, they're our friends now. They're cooperating and helping us. This, of course, is a squalid betrayal unfathomable before the Biden team, before Joe Biden. Can't imagine any prior American commander-in-chief, except for Jimmy Carter, abandoning Americans behind enemy lines. Teddy Roosevelt got the entire Navy together to save one American who had been kidnapped in Morocco 1904. Barack Obama traded killers for Bo Bergdahl in 2014. We simply do not leave anyone behind, or we didn't until Joe Biden has now made that official U.S. policy. Americans, 
our allies, and even service dogs left in their crates at the airport, you know what their fate will be. Joe Biden pledged to get everybody out, even if it meant staying beyond August 31st. We still don't know how many U.S. green card holders to whom we should feel an obligation have been left behind. There are reports right now that the Taliban are blocking our most deserving uh, Afghan allies from getting to the airport. This is an abysmal failure. After 20 years, we lost a war to the Taliban. They control more territory now than they did September 11, 2001. And we armed them better than many of our nation-state enemies are armed. Biden always likes to talk about launching counterterrorism strikes from over the horizon. But Joe Biden failed to secure a base in a neighboring country. So now if he wants to do this over-the-horizon stuff, we're going to have to operate from hours away in the Persian Gulf, even as our intelligence capabilities in Afghanistan are drastically diminished. We won't know if we need to launch anybody from the Persian Gulf, a drone or whatever, because we have no more intelligence capabilities there in that region. China does. Russia does. We don't. This is the most dishonorable conduct that you can imagine coming from a United States commander-in-chief. Our allies who need to be able to place their trust in our competence and our reliability are left flailing. They don't know where to turn. Ah, guess what? China's there. China's ready to help. Even today, Joe Biden's supporters have resorted to the defense that, well, this was inevitable. Trump did it. Of course Trump did it. The Afghan army fought and bled even as we stepped back into a support role. Joe Biden chose defeat and disgrace. It did not have to end this way with leaving Americans and leaving our allies and leaving our service dogs and leaving our taxpayer-funded equipment in Afghanistan. Whether you for, were for leaving or not for leaving is a different argument for a different day. How this president chose dishonor, how this president risked the lives and actually cost the lives of 13 Americans and untold numbers of Afghans and how many more that are now hostages behind enemy lines. Since we left yesterday, the reports are numerous of the Taliban going door to door, killing people, starting with a musician, a folk singer. We have the actual video of the Taliban going into a beautiful, pristine, American-kept, beautiful hangar where our Chinook helicopters are. If you want to hear it, here we go. All right. 
we're here right now with the Taliban as they enter into the what was only minutes ago uh, it was an American controlled portion of the military airport now they've taken over that's it and Joe Biden didn't even have the respect for the American people to make a statement physically last night. He had the CENTCOM general do it. He had the Secretary of State come out in what, what appeared to be a pre-recorded announcement, an awful announcement, where he went on about how, you know, we're going to work with the Taliban. The camera was off angle, and then when he finished, he turned on his heels and left, refusing questions once again. That's because they don't think much of you. They don't have to answer to you. They're above you. This right here is the despicable act of turning our back, uh, Joe Biden turning our back, and leaving Americans and leaving allies in enemy-controlled territory to certain death. The Democrats control the White House, both houses of Congress. There is no recourse that the American people who care about this have. As far as the left is concerned in America, they were on their Twitter feeds yesterday saying that, hey, listen, American Christians are just like the Taliban. What's wrong with you people? This is okay. Joe's doing the right thing. The right thing. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Your thoughts now that it is concluded. We have left Afghanistan and left behind Americans and our allies, our service dogs, our equipment. We just left. 210-599-5555. Your calls and comments next. That last plane takeoff, no, they're not on it. Or the Americans that were left behind watching that plane take off, knowing that their lives are in danger. It's exactly right. In an act of pure abysmal failure, ineptitude, dishonorable conduct, Joe Biden chose defeat and disgrace and left people behind in enemy territory. Robert, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, this is what blackmail looks like. The Chinese are blackmailing uh, Biden, and, you know, this is what, what you get when... You're forced to do something. You know, the Chinese have been mining those hills in Afghanistan for a couple of years right now. They're pulling out of their stuff to make batteries and computer chips and on and on to cell phones. On and on we go. And they're selling those products to us. Yeah. All right. Thanks, uh, Robert. Appreciate it. Uh, Rain, you're on. Go ahead. I, I just don't have the words to express exactly how I feel inside about this, this betrayal to the U.S. And for the left to say, well, you know, Christians are the same as the U.S. Taliban. Well, what about all those brown people over there? You know, if they want to be hypocrisy, you know, show the hypocrisy of their side. What about all the brown people that have helped us over there? That's true. I mean, you know, there's so many people that have helped us throughout the years. We heard about one yesterday, a man by the name of Carl. He has had to go into hiding now. He's deep in hiding. That was the latest update we got last night. 
because the Taliban is trying to find him so that they can kill him. That's exactly what they are doing right now. They are going house to house to find these people who helped us over the years. The reports out of there are first they torture them to try to get more information out of them, and then they flat kill them. There is no law other than the Taliban law there, what they say goes from second to second and day to day. These are not our friends. These are not our allies. The fact that the government tells you that should tell you all you need to know. The government is lying to you. Joe Biden and his people are lying to you. The Taliban are not trying to join the community of nations. They're not trying to do anything other than reconstitute their ability to attack the United States of America and our Western allies. Uh, but even if you believe that we should have gotten out of there, that's okay. Everybody can have that belief or they can believe that we should have held a force there. It is a matter of the fact that we abandoned people and left them behind for the first time in the history of the United States of America. And Joe Biden made that decision. He made that choice. Uh, he didn't have to do that. It didn't have to be this way. We didn't have to lose 13, uh, 13 Americans on the battlefield just a few days ago. None of that had to happen. It happened because of the dishonor of the President of the United States. He is not an honorable man. He should not be leading this country. Bernie, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, you know, this was kind of George Bush. Afghanistan was kind of George Bush's baby. So if I remember right, he didn't go to Trump's inauguration, but he did go to Biden's. I sure hope he's happy. You know, um, why, why are you blaming him for this? No, I'm just saying, but he, he supported, he didn't support Trump, but he supported Biden. Well, that's true. And I'm no fan of, I'm no fan of, uh, uh, of George Bush. Let me tell you, uh, he did a lot of bad things for uh, freedom and for the constitution of this country. The Patriot Act was one of the worst things that ever happened to the constitution. And he made a lot of uh, bad decisions for our country. So I'm no fan of his, but this is not George Bush's fault. No, I'm not saying it's, it's oh, okay. his fault. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. I thought that's what you were saying. up to the job. Okay. He supported him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he did. He, and he still supports, uh, I believe, still supports uh, Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump. And, uh, and, and that's fine. He, you know, he can support whoever he, he wants to support. But I, I want to I make this perfectly clear, and I want to be very careful. And thank you for your call, Bernie. But be very careful about this. The, the Democrats are trying to take the blame off of Joe Biden and put it anywhere where they can make it land. They're trying to be subversive about it. They're trying to... Um, uh, take, take, take any attention they can away from Joe Biden. They want this to, to land anywhere that, they, that it can land. They, they don't even have a particular target other than Donald Trump. But uh, they're not trying to even say that uh, and, and land it all on him. They're just uh, trying to disperse it away from, from Joe Biden as much as possible. There is no one other than Joe Biden who is responsible for this. He is the reason. That Americans are now in the worst hostage crisis that we... Oh, they're hostages. You bet your butt they are hostages right now. And veterans have been attempting suicide this week. There are reports from veterans showing... Are, are, of veterans showing up at VA hospitals for attempted suicide because they couldn't get their interpreters out. We have pictures of U.S. service dogs in their crates lined up in Kabul, nowhere to go left behind. Now you have about 90 ex-military officers called the Flag Officers for America who have sent a letter 
for the SecDef Austin and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs Millie to resign over the Afghanistan debacle. Both of these men, I have been telling you over and over again, both of these men have been focused on wokeism. They've been focusing on white supremacy. They've been focusing on transgenderism. Can a guy wear a skirt and, 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 and makeup in the military? That's what they have been focused on. That's what they have been paying attention to. And the fact that they left the most important air base in that part of the world for our enemy, they should resign if they were men of honor. I don't consider them to be military leaders. That Just the fact that you put a uniform on does not make you a military leader. You can do that on Halloween. These men are politicians. They're politicians who let America and Americans down. They had an option. They had an opportunity. And they failed. The entire leadership apparatus of this country, the highest level in this administration, failed America and our allies. This is one of, if not the darkest day in our history, one that will go down in history as an utter failure. Not that we got out. That's not the failure. It's how it happened. Matt. Sure hope he's happy. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware on KTSA. Talking about this abysmal failure that after 20 years, after 20 years, Joe Biden chose defeat to lose a war to the Taliban, who now controls more territory than they did September 11th of 2001, and they are much better armed yes you heard the centcom general talking about how we destroyed some of those assets over there but that's only a small fraction of those assets many many of those assets are operable in fact the taliban are operating them right now ineptitude dishonorable conduct biden chose defeat and disgrace and he chose to leave americans and our allies and our service dogs behind enemy lines. Rick, you're on. Go ahead. You know, I, I do search and rescue, and, uh, you know, I'm a canine unit. I I, I, I cannot, uh, th- th- this entire thing is just insipid. Yeah. This entire thing is insipid. Right. And it makes you want to go vigilante. I am a veteran. Yeah. And I would love more than anything to get as many veterans together and go over there and do what our government will not do. Yeah, it's very it's very frustrating for, for all of us, Rick. Uh, thank you for your call. God bless you, and you hang in there. Um, they are um, – it, it's very frustrating not only for veterans. I can, I can only imagine what you guys are going through right now, uh, but it's also for the rest of us as well. And uh, But what we have to do is we have to band together as Americans, and next time we have to choose better leadership. We have to make sure that better leadership is chosen all up and down everywhere, including local leadership, statewide leadership, and national leadership, of course. Jolene, go ahead. You're on. Yes, sir. Um, 
for the sake of those of us who really don't keep our total uh, ears to the ground, would yeah. you, can you explain in a nutshell what were we doing over there? We've heard sure. there's a lot of drug material over there. We sure. were protecting the drug market. I mean, there's a lot of people around the world who hate us. I'd like to know exactly what we were doing there. Sure. Can you tell me? You bet. You bet. Uh, on September 11th of 2001, we were attacked by radical Islamic terrorists, and they had uh, found safe harbor. They were from al-Qaeda. They had found safe harbor with the Taliban. The Taliban was protecting them, and they had been training in Afghanistan, other places as well, but primarily Afghanistan. Afghanistan is a country that uh, is, is really stuck in the 7th to 9th uh, century. They do have some modernized features, but for the most part, the lifestyle, uh, the thinking, and a lot of the, the land itself is stuck uh, a very long time ago. Yes, uh, poppy is a, a enormous crop for them, which is a uh, used in the production of heroin, but also used in, in other drugs as well. As I mentioned earlier, the, the mountains there are rich with um, different types of materials that are used in modern-day appliances such as cell phones and what have you. Once we were attacked on September 11th and we uh, found that they were being harbored, that uh, our attackers were being harbored and trained in Afghanistan, George W. Bush in October of that year, I believe it was the 7th, I'm, I'm coming off of my head with this, but I believe it was October 7th of, of 2001. Are you okay? Uh, put Let me put you on hold while I explain. Uh, put troops into Afghanistan to go after the uh, Taliban and the remnants of al-Qaeda. We did that. We did it very effectively. We did it extremely well. We were hunting Osama bin Laden, who was the mastermind of al-Qaeda. Uh, it took uh, a decade for us to find him. He was hiding out in a compound in uh, Pakistan. Uh, meanwhile, we had worked with the Afghans over there who wanted to have some sort of nation that they could rely on and force the terrorists, not force them completely out. That was impossible. They all knew that, but force them into a stalemate possibly even into a more of a submissive role. Uh, our troops stayed there to do that. Over the years, we reduced our forces until we were down to about 2,500 recently. And the main thing with our forces were we were helping to control the night and the skies for the Afghan fighters. The Afghan fighters had been fighting the Taliban all of this time and really had fought to much of a stalemate but had control of the area and certainly had stopped the harboring of terrorists, if you noticed uh, the, the attacks and the attempted attacks on the West and on the United States, had basically come to a standstill. You're never going to get rid of all of it, but it basically come to a standstill because of the fighting that had happened there, largely by the Afghans, uh, with our help over the years. Um, there had been calls for us to get out of this situation, and there are two sides to that. One side says, oh, yeah, 20 years, that's enough. Let's get out. Let's go. The other side said, well, we're still in, we're still in South Korea. We're still in the Philippines. We're still in Guam. We're still in helping Japan. We're still in uh, Germany and Europe and places like that after World War II to, hold, number one, hold the stability of that region, hold in check countries like China from taking over entire regions and, uh, and number three, and probably most important, provide us with intelligence about what's, what's going on in those regions. That's what the people who wanted to stay said. 
Uh, both Donald Trump, who has felt this way his entire public life, Donald Trump does not want to be in conflict. He does not want to be in war. He has said that over and over again. So he came up with a plan. And he met with the Taliban and said, here's my plan to get us out of Afghanistan. And they made an agreement that uh, if you harm any Americans in the process, I'm just going to decimate the entire country. And he dropped the mother of all bombs to show them what the capabilities were. Uh, it, it worked. The Taliban was at bay, and, and we were gradually doing what we needed to do to get out of there. Joe Biden came along, and he said, nope, this is how we're going to do it. And he cut off the air defense power that the Afghan army had, and he pulled us out of uh, uh, what is strategically known as the best air, air force base in that part of the world. That's uh, Bagram Air Base. He pulled us out of there, and the Afghan army said, we, we can't fight. There's nothing we can do. So when they collapsed, the Afghan regime collapsed, and the Taliban came rushing in. Uh, we had to go back in with 6,000 of our troops, in a hastily put together uh, evacuation effort, humanitarian evacuation effort, our men and women always perform extremely well, and they did. The leadership of this country, and it's Joe Biden's country right now, his leadership, he failed miserably. So we were there primarily to stop the, the terrorists from uh, providing a safe haven. That safe haven is back and worse because now they are extremely well armed with armaments that you and I paid for through our taxpayer dollars. Does that help, Jolene? It does. Thank you very much. Spam, have a good day. 210-599-5555. Affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Ralph? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, yeah. indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. We will hold the Taliban to its pledge to let people freely depart Afghanistan. The Taliban is committed to let anyone with proper documents leave the country in a safe and orderly manner. That is a lot. All right, uh, 210-599-5555. What was it like that day that President Biden met the families of the Marines at Dover Air Force Base? Well, several of those people are sounding off now, and they're giving us a picture of what it was like to meet the president that day, and I'll share that with you. But first, let's go to the phones. Brent, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Trey. Morning. I don't know um, if you've already touched on this. I just tuned in. But I think the country needs to have the conversation about what is China's role in some of this stuff, in fact, in all of it. We already know that Joe Biden was compromised before he was so-called elected. Correct. Yeah. I mean, never forget the scene of Air Force Two when he was vice president. Correct. With hunter biden on that plane going to china coming, coming back, back with, a great deal yeah, yeah from china lots Absolutely. lots of chinese money yes and when you when we think about all the equipment i mean yes the lives of americans and our friends over there are first and foremost but when you think of the equipment that was left behind of course it's almost as if joe biden has been blackmailed well i don't know 
Uh, to tell you the truth, I have no idea. That is a conversation that the country uh, should have, is the Chinese influence. We do know this, because this is publicly readily available information, that Ch- China has been mining the hills and the mountains of Afghanistan for precious minerals to use in not only their war-making capabilities, but also in th- things that they sell us, you know, cell phones and batteries and things of that nature come right out of the, the, the hills and the mountains of Afghanistan. They have already formed an alliance with the Taliban, as much of an alliance as is possible to form with the Taliban, and saying that they are going to support the Taliban and be there for them and whatever the Taliban needs as they rebuild Afghanistan. So they have an ally there. They've already formed an alliance uh, with uh, Iran, and they're working on an alliance with, with Russia. As far as Joe Biden being on a take, uh, I have my own personal thoughts about that, Brent, and what I believe uh, to be the case because of Hunter's connection, and Hunter still has those connections. Uh, I don't believe that Hunter is a an artist who is selling art on the on the world stage just for art's sake. Uh, I think, uh, as as many people do, this is a convenient way of making some money again. Uh, and selling, uh, you know, influence and and opportunities to meet with his dad. I I believe that with with my with my whole heart that that's what's going on. So do I believe that there's Chinese influence and in all this? My personal feeling and thought would be yes, but I I think that we need to, ha- as you said, have that conversation, and uh, and see uh, what is going on. Um, it, it is a tragic loss for the United States of America. It's a tragic loss for our allies to be in this position. Now, uh, of course, we, throughout the years, lost some 3,000 who had served there and then another 13 last week. And the Gold Star families went to Dover Air Force Base. You saw the pictures of the president and the first lady who were there. You also saw the president checking his watch, which he received a lot of blowback for. Uh, We are now told by Mark Schmitz, the father of Missouri Marine Jared Schmitz, that Joe Biden checked his watch every time a coffin came off the the airplane. Uh, That The one picture we saw was just one moment in time, but he continually checked his watch like I've got somewhere else I need to be. Smits said the meeting with the president was not pleasant, that the president spoke more about his own son, Bo, than he did about the Marines and uh, soldiers and Navy men who were there. A woman screamed from across the parking lot, I hope you burn in hell. Another said what Joe told her was all scripted. Smits said initially I wasn't going to meet with him. But then I felt I owed it to my son to at least have some words with him about how I felt and didn't go well. He talked more about his own son, Bo, than he did about my son. So um, I I think that's, you know, I I believe this man, okay? His son just died, not even in combat. We were in a defensive position. So do I believe him? Yep, I believe this man. He's got no reason to lie. We know that Joe talks a lot, a lot, a lot about Bo, and I get it. If anybody understands the loss of a child, it's me times two. I get it. I understand. You hurt, and you never get over it. But he was more interested in talking about Bo, his son, and how great a military man his son was than he was about the son who was laying in a coffin just feet from his dad. 
I think that's Joe. I think Joe is a very selfish human being. I think he's always been a very selfish human being. And he shows that every opportunity he gets. Now, Representative Tom Tiffany is a Republican from Wisconsin. He went to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. That's an Army installation up there in central Wisconsin. That's where we have some 2,000 Afghan refugees whom we flew out of there. He says that there is insufficient security on the Wisconsin military base with those 2,000 Afghan refugees there. None of the refugees entered the United States on an SIV, the Special Immigration Visa. That requires a thorough vetting process, and it can take up to two years. Congressman Tiffany saying they were all there on parole. The parole authority is granted to the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary can just wave people in, circumventing the SIV process completely, and that's what happened here. And the congressman telling us that unvetted refugees are allowed to come and go as they please on and off the military installation in Wisconsin, Fort McCoy. They are allowed to come and go without the authority of the general who is overseeing Fort McCoy. Again, they are unvetted largely, and they're coming and going as they please. And then we get to word this morning that his agencies are resettling Afghans across many swing states. 11 flights of Afghans taken to Wisconsin, hundreds of others to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Then others going here, coming here to Texas, going to Arizona, to the suburbs of Virginia, to Akron, Ohio, to Jacksonville, Florida, and North Carolina. You know why he's doing that. The same reason he is resettling uh, the, the folks in the open border coming across our open border in in red states and swing states as well is all about the vote next year and in 2024 back in a minute Trey. our inner perimeter yeah that is a senator tom cotton 210-599-5555 treyware 550 ktsa fm 1071 the treyware page ktsa.com it's all over and we are now out of Afghanistan, or so we're told that all of our troops are out of Afghanistan, but we are also told that we have people left behind enemy lines. We didn't get out. Everybody who wanted to get out. Let's talk about this at 210-599-5555. Joe Biden broke his promise. He made a promise to the American people on ABC on August 24th and said he will stay there until all Americans are out. And then, of course, they changed the narrative. All Americans who wanted to get out. We knew it was a lie then. It is a lie now because we are hearing numbers of stories of Americans who have been trying and trying and trying and trying to get to the airport and get out. They have not been able to get to the airport. They have not been able to get out. And now the final airplane has left, taking our troops, taking our commanders, leaving behind Americans, leaving behind allies, and leaving behind dogs that helped our troops out so many times. The president contributed to the collapse of the Afghan military. He denied its air cover. He lied about it. He gave away Bagram Air Force for no good reason. He lied about it. 
He pulled the U.S. troops before our diplomats and civilians and local allies drastically underestimated Taliban and what they were going to do. He scrambled to jerry-rig a desperate rescue that shouldn't have been necessary in the first place, sinking the ship and then bragging about the lifeboats. Look what I've done. The American forces flew out more than 115,000 people. That's a testament of how great our military is, the men and women who do the hard work. This was not a failure of our military. This was a failure of Joe Biden's. This was not a failure of Donald Trump. This was a failure of Joe Biden. This wasn't a failure of George W. Bush. This was a failure of Joe Biden. This evacuation very costly, of course, in money, but costly in lives. We outsourced, Joe Biden outsourced the security outside the airport to our enemy, somebody we have been fighting for the last 20 years and for 10 days, 12 days, trusted them to protect us. And, of course, they didn't. The inevitable attack happened. 13 of our men and women died. It's the loss of more American troops in a single day than were killed in action since 2015. In a single day since 2015. Then Joe Biden failed the most important metric, leaving behind hundreds of Americans who wanted to leave. What a betrayal. Couldn't even think about it before Joe Biden. It's unthinkable that any American commander-in-chief, perhaps except Jimmy Carter, would abandon American troops behind enemy lines. Even Theodore Roosevelt mustered the entire might of the United States Navy in 1904 to save one American, one in Morocco. Barack Obama traded five high-value Gitmo detainees for a deserter in 2014. We don't leave anybody behind. Well, we didn't used to leave anybody behind. We got them out. And this is not, don't be distracted by the argument over whether we should be there or not. This is not that argument. The argument as to whether or not we should stay or leave is a separate argument from how Joe Biden got us out, which was an utter failure. He pledged to get every American out with George Stephanopoulos when he was on ABC. He said, I will get every American out. Guess what? He was lying then, and he did not carry through. He kept his promise to the Taliban to get out on August 31st, breaking his promise to Americans and our allies who were there. It's an abysmal failure. That we lost the war to the Taliban after 20 years, and we armed them better than any other organization on the planet. We were told yesterday by the general how they destroyed the capabilities of many of those fighting machines, but that's only a small fraction that were destroyed. The rest were left in fine working condition. And even they didn't destroy the entire machinery, and that machinery can be taken to China and sold to China or sold to Russia or wherever to to our enemies so that they can pull it apart. You can bet that's already happening. Biden likes to talk, you know, of launching counterterrorism strikes from over the horizon, but we'd have to do it from the Persian Gulf, and that's forever away. It's an impossibility. He knows it. He's not serious about that. Again, lying to the American people. This was an aptitude. This was dishonorable conduct. 
This is shocking to our allies, the people who depend on us. And at a time when China is afoot around the world making connections with our allies, it's the worst time in the world for us to abandon our allies because China will be there to take care of them. And they know it. Now, Biden supporters are all over Twitter. They're all over the traditional news media, and they're defending this president for his unmitigated disaster. He chose defeat and disgrace over honor and victory. And that's where we are today. Now we have friends of ours. We have Americans who are stuck behind enemy lines, and they will become, well, as of yesterday, they are hostages. Not only that, Americans and Afghan allies, not the only ones left behind. There are nonprofit organizations that are continuing to work to help evacuate dozens of contracted military working dogs. Joshua Hostler, president of the Veteran Sheepdogs of America, was given 51 working dogs with the responsibility of getting them out of Kabul. The nonprofit tweeted a photo last weekend of more than a dozen dog crates in front of a helicopter. Officer said it was just a fraction, fraction of the canines being left behind. They're trying to raise some money. They're trying to get a 737 out of Kabul to get them out of there. They're scrambling. It sickens us to sit idly by and watch these brave dogs who valiantly served our country and put to death or worse, said Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane. On Monday, the Pentagon announced that all U.S. troops had departed Afghanistan, final C-17 leaving last night. Your thoughts, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. The Taliban is celebrating by firing our guns into the air. The Taliban is celebrating by wearing our uh, troop um uniforms and carrying our weaponry into the hangar where our Chinook helicopters are by firing that into the air and by going door to door looking for those who helped us all these years so they can be tortured and killed that's how the Taliban is celebrating this morning are you celebrating this morning how do you feel and what do you think about all of this. 210-599-5555. Anita, you're on. Go ahead. I will always see blood on Joe Biden's hands from now until he dies. And after his death, I will see blood on his hands. What this man did is the most horrific, and you've already said it, anything that anybody could do. It is so shameful, and any Democrat who supports him ought to be ashamed of themselves, and I hate what's going on, just like all of us do, and God bless our military. Thank you, Anita. Democrats, is this what you voted for? Did you vote to abandon our allies and Americans in enemy territory? Did you vote to leave behind the armaments that we paid for, equipped our soldiers with, our troops with? Is, 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 did, you, did you vote for that? Is he doing what you voted for? 
Is this a proud moment for Democrats in America? 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Amogee Bank. This is my bank. These are my folks at Amogee. Been doing business with them for years now, and I appreciate everything that they do for us at the warehouse. Now, they're ready to take care of you and your family and your business and your family-run business as well at Amogee. They do it all. You know, they can do loans. They can do lines of credit. They can do home improvement stuff. Whatever it is you're looking for the cash to do, they have the money. They have more than $12 billion in assets right here in the great state of Texas to help you out. They also have great business bankers on staff that can help your family-run business. You know what it's like to be in a family-run business, and you got to keep harmony so that everybody can get together at Thanksgiving and Christmas and still joy- enjoy each other. Well, Amogee, they'll make sure that happens by keeping everybody on the same page, working in the same direction, and helping your family-run business be all it can be. Contact them today. If you even have a minor question, something you just want to ask them about, Give them a call. The bankers over there at Amogee Bank are more than ready and willing and knowledgeable to help you out. Looking for money markets? You're looking for loans? You're looking for certain accounts, certain types of accounts? They have all that available to you at Amogee NA. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. AccuWeather forecast the next several days. Sunday to partly cloudy, 96 today, 94 tomorrow, and 92 on Thursday. It's 70. But what it does. Whoa. 620 at 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555. Now, I'm going to move away from uh, Afghanistan for just a second here. Well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, awesome. Great. Look at this. Uh, very honored to have you on. Joey Jones from Fox News is joining us now here on KTSA, Fox Nation hosts, and we see him on Fox News all the time. A veteran, uh, and he uh, has more than one opinion about this. So it's great to have you here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Joey, my name is Trey, and thank you for joining us here on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, your thoughts this morning? Yeah, it's, it's a tough day. I think uh, anyone that fought in Afghanistan, especially those of us, I mean, that was a ground combat troop. I was Neo D Tech. I'm, ran around southern Afghanistan taking bombs apart so we could conduct operations. And uh, I, I think it's very human to think back on the brothers I lost and the legs I lost and say, you know, was that worth it? Was that uh, was that mission that day worth it? Was the town of Safar Bazaar worth taking? Yes, this is what we're going to do with it and what, what it turned into. And uh, I just don't think that's a good place to be. I don't think it's a place we should have to go. Um, and I think that a lot of veterans and their families and a lot of Americans that just have, have let their heart become a part of this war are, are feeling betrayed, I guess. And that's, that's a tough place to be in. All the politics removed, all the blame and finger pointing removed. I really, um, this morning I wake up and I'm concerned about them. Okay, that's good. Um, I, I want to get back to that in a second. And I, I want to camp out on that thought for, for a minute or two. But first, I want to talk a little bit about how this was done, because it didn't have to be this way. And to see the way it was done and the people that are there behind enemy lines now, the dogs that we left behind, you know, the assets that we left behind and everything else. Uh, as, as somebody here who is stateside, to me, it's got, it is extremely frustrating and maddening. And I know it has to be for you because you left everything there. 
Yeah, I didn't leave everything there. I brought back the best parts. I brought back a big smile and a, and a lot of good thoughts, I guess. But I will tell you this. Um, I spoke to a general last night, uh, someone that I served under in a, in a very difficult operation, and someone I respect tremendously and someone who isn't overly political. And he said the hardest thing for him is to know very well the uh, sacrifice and success of, of what happened at the airport in Kabul at the same time, he understands the, the complete mess of the political decisions and bureaucracy that, that caused that situation to begin with. And that for most Americans, we won't be able to sever those two things, um, which means a lot of ground troops, a lot of 18, 19, 22-year-olds uh, who put their life on the line and did very heroic things won't be able to be celebrated like, for say, the, the men that took Fallujah and things of that nature over the, over the last two wars. And I just want to push back and say we can't let that happen as American people. Uh, the decisions that led to what happened in Kabul, I think, were political decisions. I don't think they were military decisions. I think uh, one thing that our commanders do is you give them a, a bowl of crap and they turn it into uh, turn it into the best they can. Um, now, when I say political decisions, some of those happen within the military ranks. But uh, when you talk about a, a two-star general, I believe it was, or a three-star general that the last guy that got on the plane last night, what he did with his troops is beyond honorable. It was it was literally putting your guys and gals in a in a lose only scenario and them coming out with a win in the sense that they all got out of there. Um, and yeah, you know what? If you want to talk about and complain about Biden and the decisions he made, we can do that for the next six months. But right now, today, I've got brothers and sisters that are going to land back home in the next 24 hours, and I want them to know that we appreciate what they just did for us. And, uh, and I know for a fact their hearts are breaking because there are more than 100 Americans still in that country. And every single one of them would have put their rifle at the ready, went out into that town and got mm. taken care of business, yeah. um, even though there probably weren't enough of them there to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I spoke yesterday with a Marine corporal who was trying desperately to get his translator out and did not get him out. His translator is, is on the run today, hiding out. Uh, we're getting reports of, of veterans who are you know, calling in to hotlines and going to hospitals now. I want you to do what you just did a couple of minutes ago, Joey, and speak to them, those that are hurting today, um, and, and let them know that it wasn't all for naught. Tell, tell, tell them what you would say to them right now. Yeah, I, you know, you can't, look at, um, you can't look at this last month and say that was the ball game. Because uh, this, this was a game we played, if you're a baseball fan, we didn't play nine innings, we played 90 innings. I mean, every single day, every single month that I was there, um, our lives were on the line and our goals were on the line. But we achieved them every single time. And we did it with a pretty low body count compared to uh, the fight we had and, and the things that were stacked against us. All the technology in the world doesn't matter to a hill of beans when you're on their turf, in their world, and they're willing to die to kill you. Um, and the fact that we that we fought that war as honorably as we could, as morally as we could, and as successfully as we could, we won, uh, yeah, I just heard my colleague say on TV a few minutes ago, we won every battle we were asked to win. We were just never asked to win the war, and we did not win the war. And that's not our fault. But with that being said, we won't be caught by surprise again. And that, that costs us blood and, and souls, but we won't be caught by surprise again. Uh, because we understand our enemy now. I think that we could understand them a lot better when we talk about going to Afghanistan, but we understand what they're capable of and what their intent is. And I think there are a lot of 
very important and very honorable people that work in the shadows all over that region uh, that I know a few of them, and, uh, and they're going to do everything they can to keep us in the know. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, but they wouldn't even have that opportunity had we not gone to that country and, and uh, been as successful as we've been. Let me, uh, before we close, let me ask you what your thoughts are and concerns are going forward now. The amount of equipment that the Taliban has, um, you know, this ISIS-K variant, all of these things together, 9-11 is coming up. So what do you think about the future, the immediate future and long term as well? We have a 100% volunteer service. After 9-11, there were few of us, and I don't know many, that weren't willing to serve. Not everybody did. They had a chance to go to college and, and do other things this country needs to keep going. But every, every one of us that had a chance to wanted to go and serve. It was, it was the right thing to do, and we all did it. I don't know after a four-star general sits in front of a camera, addresses the world, and talks glowingly about the enemy that just took a bunch of our lives over the last 20 years. I, I don't know where the motivation is to serve this country. That is the biggest threat we have right now today between some of the cultural things that have attacked uh, the idea of patriotism and selflessness and sacrifice. And now with even within our leadership, looking at something that, and you know, the day of withdrawal from Afghanistan, knowing there are almost 200 Americans left in that country, you talk about what a success this is. You talk about how uh, the Taliban came in as a partner. You're tone deaf at best. And at worst, you just don't care. And, uh, and I don't know how you get 18-year-olds to sign up to be a part of that. That's, that's our as, as existential crisis. We can get through a pandemic. We can get through terrorist attacks. We can get through literally anything. If you look in our history, we've done it. But I don't know how you get through losing the will to defend it and, lo- and losing the confidence in people to lead you into battle. And that's where we are right now, right, longer and different. Not to mention the commander-in-chief did not appear yesterday, physically did not appear, and thank them for their service uh, over the past 20 years and also in the past several days where we lost 13 more. The commander-in-chief was basically silent yesterday. That's big. And our allies, too, who have been let down during this operation, our allies around the world who look to us, who trust us, when we get into an operation and they look, we look in their eyes and say, we'll have your back when the day comes, and he broke that promise to them. Joey, I appreciate you. We, we all enjoy watching you. You do a, a, an incredible job on television, uh, and I thank you for the f- few moments this morning coming on and expressing your thoughts about it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, and uh, <clears throat> thanks for giving me a chance to, uh, to address the men and women that served this country so honorably. We are working, and, and hang on just a second, Joey. Our producer wants to speak with you, but we are working closely with organizations that can help those men out. We're trying to get it done as quickly as we can. Joey Jones, uh, of course, you've seen him on television. We appreciate his time. All right, quick break on the other side. Coming up at 6.50, it's Tech uh, Tuesday. What happens when you don't switch your phone to airplane mode on the airplane? What actually happens? Aha, we're going to tell you coming up at Text Tuesday. I want to tell you about CarZeus, CarZeus.com, new and improved option when looking to sell your car. No more do you have to get tricked into the two-minute offer only to spend four hours at the car dealership. They eliminate all the risk, all the time it takes to sell your vehicle. It's all gone. All you do is log on to CarZeus.com. They have nothing to sell. They're not a car dealership. 
So there's no pressure at all. They just want to buy your car when you're ready to sell your car. Look, you can check them out at Google. They have 4.9 ratings on Google. That's how hot these people are. They're great. You'll get quotes, no obligation quote whatsoever when you log on to carzeus.com. It's a free quote, no obligation at all. Check them out. No corporate red tape. These are just real people helping people, saving you time and the hassle when you are ready to sell your vehicle. Check them out. Every single day, every single month that I was there, um, our lives were on the line and our goals were on the line, but we achieved them every single time. And we did it with a pretty low body count compared to uh, the fight we had and, and the things that were stacked against us. All the technology in the world doesn't matter to a hill of beans when you're on their turf in their world and they're willing to die to kill you. Thank you, Joey Jones, for your thoughts. And of course, you're not in this alone. If you are a veteran, you are not in this alone. We're here. We're here to help however we can. 638-550-KTSA-FM-1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. And uh, so I'm going to move on to a couple of other big stories of the day here that I just want to run through some headlines, let you know what's going on. We'll get back to Afghanistan during Ware and Rima this morning. i got West Bunch for Tech uh, Tuesday coming up. What actually happens if you don't switch your phone off when you get on the airplane, like they tell you, are you messing up the altimeter and all that stuff? We'll talk about that. But first, CPS Energy is wanting to raise your bill. About 15 or so dollars a month, CPS Energy says we got to have it. We got more people moving in. We've got big bills that we have to pay off. We got to buy some more windmills so we can kill some more birds. So we need the money. I say no. (laughs) Until you get your act together and cut the salary of the highest paid CEO at a government-run organization. And I know it's a private company and all that stuff, but no, it's all government-tied. Until you get that done, until you fire her and replace her with somebody who can make sure that we don't freeze to death literally in the winter. No, not another dime. Now, I'll tell you how it's going to work. City council, because they're the most socialist city council in the state of Texas, they're going to say yes. They're going to vote for it because it's a transference of wealth. Keep in mind, they don't ask for poorer people to pay. They don't make everybody pay their bills. They only make middle-income folks and upper-middle-income folks pay their bills. So, yeah, they're going to go up. They're going to raise your rate. They're going to sock it to you, mama, one more time over at CPS. All for nothing. And here's why I say all for nothing. They can't guarantee that it's going to st- the power is going to stay on. Every time we have a little fart of a rainstorm, it doesn't take much. I sit here and I watch the power outages happen all across San Antonio. And it's it, like I said, it's a little fart of a rainstorm. It's not even a big thunderstorm. Boom! Powers out to 67,000 customers in our area. And I don't even have to talk about February, do I? I don't even have to go through that. And the reasons for that happening when you're taking coal plants, clean burning coal plants off, when you're not investing in nuclear, which is the finest renewable around, when you're not doing those things, but man, we're playing all green. We bought solar panels. We're buying solar panels for people's homes. When you're doing that and you're not focused on your core mission, which is making sure the power doesn't go out, hell with you you're not getting another dime not another penny 
Until you get your act together. Why would we spend more money? Why would you throw more money at a poor operation? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) We do it in the schools all the time. That's right. All right. The Biden administration has released 18,000 unaccompanied migrant children into the U.S. in one month alone. So far this year, 113,791 between October and July. Unaccompanied children cost us $775 per day per child. We now owe $6 million a day for these unaccompanied children, and the Biden administration has just released them all over the country. The Biden administration is investigating schools who are, are not going along with a mask mandate. The Biden administration is going to crack down saying it's a civil rights violation if you don't put a mask on children. If you don't force children to wear a mask while they're at school, you're violating the civil rights of that child. Now, would you please stop for a second and process that? The Biden administration is going to start charging schools administrators and principals and everybody else in the school going to start charging them with civil rights violations if they don't force the school to put a mask on children. They say that's a civil rights violation. Uh, Isn't it exactly the opposite? (laughs) It's exactly the opposite. Parents, if you want your child to wear a mask, it's your right as a civil right to decide to put a mask or not on your child. It's another government mandate meant to shut us up. That's what a mask does. It shuts us up. It it silences our voices, and that's what they're using it for. George, go right ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, I do have a few Airbnbs downtown, and every single time that I go pay my light bill, I get a, a city fee for, like, $25 $25 it was last month, and then this month it was $30. And I was like, I mean, what is this What is this fee for, you know? Well, what does it say? It just says uh, city, uh, it says the city, it's right here, hold on. I mean, you know, sometimes there's a fee on there for uh, cell phones. We're paying for cell phones outside the city, or we're paying for uh, Internet connection outside the city. I mean, there's all kinds of things that they attach to your bill. So it might be something like that. If it's, if it's specifically, I don't know if it's specifically broken out or what it says there, George, but they tack on all kinds of fees on your CPS bill. So, yes, those fees are going to continue to go up as well, but we're talking about just the cost of energy. They want to raise the cost of energy, and I say they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And until they do it, until they guarantee that we're going to have more power coming to our homes on a regular basis instead of it every time it looks like it's going to rain, the power goes off, or when we have a major storm like we had in February when we had to have it to protect lives, until they can do that. Look, nobody lost their job over that deal in February. Every last one of them should have been canned. Every last one of them. And none of them got fired over that debacle in February, so I'm not very interested in paying them another dime, to tell you the truth. Quick break. Wes Bunch from uh, Bridgehead IT is going to join me next. 
You're going to learn something about your cell phone you didn't know. That's coming right up here on KTSA. The roof over your head is so important to your family and to your castle. And Stevens Roofing, they realize that. Stevens Roofing, local roofing contractor to take care of all of your roofing needs. They do it all every day at Stevens Roofing. In fact, they are professionals. They're family-owned. They're reputable. They're reliable. They've always been your local roofer. And it's so important that you have a regular inspection done. You definitely want to have it inspected after a big storm, but you want to have it inspected regularly. And they offer free roof inspections from Stevens Roofing. Not some dude that's on commission. Just a real, honest-to-goodness roof inspector to come out and take a look and make sure your roof is solid and sealed up tight. Because Stevens Roofing always has and always will have your family covered. That's Stevens Roofing at 210-785. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. What's that? Oh, I see. It's Tech Tuesday. Joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline is my friend Wes Bunch, the CEO of Bridgehead IT. I talk about Bridgehead all the time. I talk about their IT services. And Wes comes on on Tuesdays to talk about what's going on in the tech world. Okay, Wes, clear this up for me because I I think about this every time I fly. I usually have my phone, sometimes like an iPad, tablet kind of thing as well, usually a fire. But uh, if I don't put it into airplane mode, Am I messing with their altimeter and their diodes and everything else up front, or what's going on there? Yeah, you know, it's a familiar routine to folks that fly. You know, you you board the plane, you you settle into your seat, and you start texting frantically to get one last message out before the flight attendant comes on and says, you know, switch that portable device into airplane mode. And, you know, for now, doing so is a federal requirement, but I get asked that question a lot. Why? You know, why why is that uh, a big deal? And the most common thought process isn't exactly the primary driver for this rule, uh, and that is that the cell phones can cause interference with the plane's instrumentation. You know, think about it. You, you walk into a plane, and uh, they close the cabin door, and immediately what happens is, is that creates a shield around that cell phone, and it can no longer easily reach that cell tower. So what that phone does in response is, is it increases its power, output power, and max power trying to reach that cell tower. Now, imagine that times 150 phones on a plane. And one could see that it's possible that, you know, all these screaming cell phones could interfere with the hundreds of sensors on these planes. And this, you know, all these, all this telemetry that's reporting back to the cockpit, the, the radio that the, you know, captain is trying to communicate back to the tower. You know, it, it just kind of makes sense that that could interfere or create interference. But, you know, and, and, and of course, that obviously wouldn't be a good thing. But realistically, these planes are heavily shielded. They are designed, uh, it is engineered to ensure that RF interference isn't really going to mess with the plane. So, um, you know, the FAA looks at it and says, well, it's, it's possible, so it's really not worth it. So that's going to be one of the reasons why we're going to, you know, tell you to, to shut your cell phones off. But it's exceedingly unlikely that even a high concentration of cell phones would mess with the plane's instrumentation. The real reason is, is that the cell phones can actually wreak havoc on the cell networks and not the plane. So think about it for a second. You've got 150 cell phones all trying to reach a cell tower that are 
you know, highly concentrated generally in the same spot. So they all try and register on a single tower at once. And just that process alone can overload a tower. And, and of course, now we're in a plane, we're taking off, we're going 200, 300, 400 miles per hour, depending on the altitude. And these phones are constantly jumping on and jumping off of these individual cell towers. And that can actually bring down the cell work in that area. Whoa. You know, you've got, yeah, you've got the cell phone saying, okay, I'm not connected to you now. Now I'm connected to this one. And, and by the time they all get registered on that new tower, since that plane's going so fast, it's already time to move to the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And so that constant changing in registration and deregistration and jumping on can literally bring the cell network down. Now think about an airport like DFW or, or O'Hare where you have hundreds of flights in the air. Now we're talking tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of devices. And, and when we think about device volume, some people and a lot of people have two devices with them. They might, might have a cell phone. And then they may also have a tablet that's cell-enabled, right? So now you have two devices per person, maybe 200, 300 devices per plane times hundreds of planes in the air. And the cell phones uh, networks just were not designed for that. So it's, it's not the plane interference. It's the actual cell phone networks itself. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, as far as the, as the plane interference is concerned, anything from the ground, I knew that wouldn't be an issue because we're blasting 5,000 watts out of these towers here. Our FM is blasting 100,000 watts out of their tower. I mean, those planes are getting hit with all kinds of radiation and waves all the time. And they, the engineers, they, you know, they, they have a long time ago figured out how to shield those planes, protect those planes from what they're being blasted with. All that they're getting hit with satellite shots and everything else while they're in the, on the, in the air. In the air. I never thought how all the the plane or all the phones on a particular plane could mess up the cell network. That's interesting to me. I, I always thought one of the reasons they did it was so that you'd have to buy the Wi-Fi service from them. So you know, turn it off and make sure you pay us the eight bucks per flight. That's what I always thought. Well, that's probably reason number three that, that the actual the, the people that actually made the rules uh, don't get to benefit from that revenue stream. So, so you know, ultimately, you know, that's probably maybe a small part of it. And the airlines probably don't mind that. But that's the good news is is that it's it's hard to get on a plane now that doesn't have Wi-Fi access, and and a lot of them are, are are free now. And so it's it's you know some of them you have to pay for, but. But that's the good news is, is that, you know, you, you don't have to wait until you get back on the ground. Now, you do have an option uh, if, if needed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and free, of course, means you paid for it when you bought your ticket. Uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Wes, we appreciate you, man. It's the great stuff every week. Thank you for coming on. Glad to be here, Trey. Have a good week. You, you too. That's Wes Bunch over at Bridgehead IT, of course, with Tech Tuesday. You can reach out to him at 210-477-7999. Okay, uh, coming up is Warren Rima here in a couple of minutes here on 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Of course, Afghanistan will be first up, so we'll get to that in a couple of seconds. I want to tell you about our friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Quarter Moon, they do it all. If you're burning up in your home right now, you don't have to be. You don't have to be sweating. Now, you may hear your AC running. And it may be, and it may be putting out cold air, but you're not feeling very cool inside of your, your home. Maybe that you have a problem with either a duct 
that may have come loose and you got a very cold attic right now and things feel really good in the attic and you're thinking about moving up there or you got a humidity issue inside the house and you need quarter moon to come out and take care of any and all of that for you with a full inspection of your ac system right away to find out diagnose exactly what the problem is if it's not coming on at all now that's another huge issue and they can repair it at quarter moon or if you need a replacement they have all the top name brands all the great financing to take care of that for you quarter moon plumbing heat and ac and of course the track record of decades now taking care of people right here in san antonio and when it comes to plumbing there's nobody better to get to your job fix the problem right away at quarter moon 210 